the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Ten Commandments. We've taken them out of our schools. We've taken them out of our society. And look where it's gotten us. But, you say, it's all about grace with Jesus, right? Well, not so much. We're looking at those Ten Commandments next on Way of Grace. The Ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Welcome to Way of Grace. Pastor Jessica Stand has us in Exodus chapters 19 and 20 as we take a look at the words that God spoke, all those words, all Ten Commandments of them, to be specific. We invite you to spend time with us today as we look in at these ten words of the covenant, a summation and a seriously breached summation of those Ten Commandments by every man, woman, and child, and the successfully accomplished look at those Ten Commandments all found in Christ. Here's Pastor Jesse with more. Proverbs chapter 8, 17. I'm going to take you through a few right now so you can get it. Proverbs 8, 17. This is God speaking through the person of Jesus. And here's what he says. Listen to what he says in Proverbs 8, 17. I love them that love me. Stop right there. Take a picture of it with your cell phone. It's time to go to work. See, because you know what generation I live in? And I've been living in this generation for 43 years. I've been living in a generation that has been lied to about God in the church. A lot. And this is an attack on God's character right here. This is an attack on God's character when you make a caricature out of his love and strip his love of righteousness. When you strip God's love of justice and righteousness, you are now distorting God's love. Look at the verse for yourself. I love them that love me. And the one that seeks me early shall what? You know what he says? If you don't seek God, you're not going to find him. Did that come home? Look at verse 36. Proverbs 8, verse 36. Look at it carefully. Are you there? Watch this. But he that sinneth against me does what? He wrongs his own soul. See, so you're not going to be able to blame God when you live in rebellion against God and you hurt your own soul. Did that come home? I want you to see the last part of the verse. Look at it here. All that hate me, all that hate me, love that. See it? Do you guys see it? That means the love of God, which is at the center of his nature, is that there is a distinguishing love predicated upon a reciprocation of that love that God extends. Now, if no one else in the world believes what I am sharing with you, can I tell you I know who believes it? The nation of Israel. 
God destroyed them over and over and over and over and over again when they violated Torah. See, you're not reading your Bible when you buy into the, God loves the nation of Israel. Ask a real Jew who actually knows Torah well. This is why in Deuteronomy chapter 28, God says, I set before you blessings and cursings. If you obey my voice, that's called a conditional clause. All these blessings will pursue you. If you disobey me and worship idols, I will destroy you. And did God do it? Over and over again. Hosea chapter 9. I want you to hear it for yourself. Start at verse 13. This is the prophet. He's almost at the end of the revelatory work of the, uh, of the prophets, okay? The uh, Kitavim, the prophets. and Because the prophets were lawyers for God. They would always tell Israel, hey, you got to get back to Torah. You're out of line. Remember what Torah said, if you disobey God, he's going to bring judgment. And what Israel thought was because God is patient, that God is permissive. And this is the generation that I find myself debating around the love of God. Yes, God's love is patient, but that doesn't mean God's love is is permissive. It doesn't mean that God's love is indifferent. It doesn't mean that God's love doesn't care what you do. He's just giving you time to repent. Does that make some sense? Don't equate patience with unconditionality. Am I helping you? This is so important in the day in which we live. God will have every right to send anyone and everyone to hell who rejects him. Notice what he says. Ephraim, as I saw Tyrus, is planted in a pleasant place. This is the prophet saying, God blessed Ephraim, planted in a pleasant place. But watch this. But Ephraim, you know what a but is? It's a contrasting conjunction. But Ephraim shall bring forth children to the what? Is the prophet just going off and waxing eloquent because he's mad? No, he's interpreting Torah. He's taking the Deuteronomic code and letting you know that the code says if you rebel against God, he will give your children over to the sword. Jesus told you that in Matthew 24. Woe unto them that give suck in those days and that are with child. Because in their rebellion against the true and the living God, when Jesus was the last prophet and warned them about idolatry and the coming of the Roman Empire because they had rejected him. Remember what he said? Because you have rejected me, your house is left to you what? Desolate. That's the Deuteronomic Code. That's chapter 28. That's Leviticus 26. All Jesus and all the faithful prophets ever did was tell Israel what the covenant consisted of. Hey, you signed the covenant because in a minute you and I are going to hear them say, Moses, we'll do whatever God says. See, that's when we go, I do. I will. See what I'm getting at? God's serious, isn't he? Watch this, saints. Here it is. Watch this. Ephraim, as I saw Tyrus, is planted in a pleasant place, but Ephraim shall bring forth his children to the murders. That scares me to death. That scares me to death because you and I never know what dispensation we're in in terms of our culture, even though we're proliferating children and we always presuppose them as a blessing, do we not? But what if God's hand is not on them? What if his grace is not in their life? We know that we're all vipers coming from the womb as soon as we be born speaking lies. 
We're snakes and vipers. We'll devour each other quickly if God doesn't restrain us. Job made it plain. The children of the wicked are the sword of the Lord. Ah, now I'm pressing into another idol of the 21st and 20th century false American Christianity. Do you know what that idol is? That idol is, is that we are all basically good. You're not good. You're rotten to the core. Over against God, you're rotten to the core. Now, you, you look good over against PJ because I'm, 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 I'm jacked up. You look good. You might get in if God was weighing out your righteousness versus mine. But the likelihood is both of us are going to hell based on our own righteousness. See, your Bible tells you we are born and conceived in sin. And iniquity, we were conceived. And there's none that's good. No, not one. There's none that seeks after God. There's none that understands. There's none that cares. We come out of the womb in an aversion to God. We want our own way. We got that from Mama Eve and Daddy Adam. Are you guys keeping up with me? Right. Again, this doctrine is not taught. And because it's not taught, the church bought into the era of wokeness. See, when you don't teach that all men are equal, equal sinners under the wrath of God on their way to hell, then you can buy into false notions like black people are better than white people or white people are better than black people, which white people did. And now black people are doing it because you buy into the woke doctrine of Marxism. It is a eugenics system of ethnic hierarchy. That's exactly right. And you feel good about hating on white folks. The problem is you're hating white folks. is not going to get you into heaven. Because white folks didn't figure that out too. A whole lot of them thought they were going to heaven by hating on black folks in the name of Jesus. No, they got to the pearly gates and Peter didn't even show up. Peter didn't even show up. He stayed in the back eating Skittles and nah, these, nah, these folk ain't going. These, this is the, y'all got the wrong heaven. <laughs> See, the enemy loves to distract us from the truth. And the only way you can love like Christ loves is to understand that everybody is undeserving of love. And therefore, the love that is offered is always offered to undeserving people. This is a sinner's gospel. This is a sinner's gospel. The only person going to heaven is a sinner who's redeemed by the grace of God, who admits his rebellion and disobedience. And recognizes it's me, oh Lord, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And that publican went down to his house justified. And the Pharisee that pumped his chest up talking about how good he was went to hell. That's called conditional love. Did y'all get that? Listen to what Hosea says, verse 14. Give them, O Lord, what will you give them? A miscarrying womb and dry breasts. All right, so I got you guys for another 30 minutes. All it is is the covenant of Torah, chapter 28 through 32, Leviticus 26 through 29, where God says, I will not open the womb. And if the womb opens, the child will die. 
He will not let Israel expand as a nation. He will not let them grow because God is into growth. Did that make some sense? He will not let them grow because he already knows that they will not do what Abraham did, which God says, I know Abraham. He's my friend. He will teach his children right. Therefore, I will expand him. God sees us way before we act. And it's his mercy not to let us have children if he knows we're going to let our children live like hell. Did that make some sense? Right. This is what we call the reciprocation of God's law. He sees the end from the beginning, doesn't he? So he'll know. This is why I often tell people, don't judge God by your standards. If he doesn't give you kids, after a while, figure it out. He knows what you can stand and what you cannot stand. And what good is it for you to bring children in the world and you're not ready to die for them when it comes to the truth? Because we already see the government owns them from the time they come out of the womb. They stamp your children with a social security number and they set them up for 70 years of labor. And they fight like hell to rip your kids out of your hands and own them. First, transforming their little minds through public school that the parent is the main cause of all their ills. This is what I mean by the woke doctrine. That's Marxism. Marxism knows you got to destroy the main hub of human continuity. And the main hub of human continuity is the family. God didn't start this world with a government. He started it with a family. Today, we don't need governments. We need families. This is why I said to you in closing yesterday, the women are going to deliver us. They're going to deliver us. If If we get delivered from this judgment that God is pouring on my nation, which I can see very clearly, it's because women are going to stand up and take their proper role under God. Because our men are already enslaved psychologically and on so many levels sociologically. Women have to become solid again. And make sure they put the proper boundaries around relationship between them and men and love their children like a mother bear would destroy everything on the planet for. It's going to be women. That's why we have in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. And I saw a woman clothed in the sun with the moon around her under her feet and 12 stars of a crown on her head. And she was full with child, ready to be delivered, meaning that the woman becomes a vehicle by which the Savior comes into the world to redeem humanity from its ruin. That's the eschatological outcome of the book of Revelation because you got two women. You got the whore and then you got the bride of Christ. And when the smoke clears, the bride of Christ is the one that stands. Did that come home? Right. Sisters got to do the right thing because brothers are stupid today. Verse 15. All their wickedness is in Gilgal. That's the idolatrous temple. All their wickedness is in Gilgal. That's the idolatrous temple. Now read this next clause. For there in their idolatry... I hated them. That's God talking about Israel. That's the God that most people say, God just loves you unconditionally. Does that look like unconditionality? It don't look nothing like unconditionality. God says there, I hated them. Do y'all see that? Keep going. Keep reading. For the wickedness of their doings, I will drive them out of my what? His house is the land. 
It's the land of Israel. I keep telling you that's where we're going with this bride right now. We're here. This is about 600 years before Christ. Israel goes into the promised land somewhere around um, 1500 BC. Okay. So this is six. They were in the promised land for over 900 years. Now God has begun to send them out. He did it with the Assyrians, right? 610 BC. Then he did it with the Babylonians, right? 587 BC. He says, I'm divorcing you because of your rebellion. Did that make some sense? All right. So he brought them in, but he also sent them out just like his covenant law said. Y'all got that? This is where I teach. This is where I teach. Divorce has a purpose. For people who don't get it, and I don't care, divorce has a purpose because if God didn't give certain people a bill of divorcement, he'd just have to kill them. He'd have to kill them. He'd have to kill them. The bill of divorcement breaks it up so that some of them can repent and be brought in through Jesus. Did you hear what I just said? Right. I, I, I can't understand why people don't understand that divorce has a mechanism that's an alternative to the consequences of sin. Don't you know Torah teaches that adultery is to be punished with death? I love Paul. Paul said, hey, all you guys that want to be under the law. Have you ever heard the law? Hey, hold on. Have you ever heard that thing? One sin will send you to hell. Who in the world wants to be under the law as a covenant? except for ignorant people who think they can keep it. So God gave a bill of divorcement to Israel so he wouldn't utterly destroy them all. He would save a remnant and they would be brought in through Jesus, the new covenant. Did that make some sense? I guess I got to go this way because that's Jeremiah 3. Return unto me, return unto me, you backsliding whore. I know it hurt, but that, you know, he said, I'm going to give you another chance. You're backsliding whore. She didn't want to own that. So God says, you're going to die. Now, the elect understood it. Jeremiah understood it. The minor prophets understood it. God understood what he did when he sent Israel out of his house. I mean, uh, the prophets understood. They knew they had to hang out for 70 years in Babylon, and then they would gradually start being brought back in. That was a divorce. Do you understand that? And the renewal of the covenant comes in the person of Jesus. He's the other husband. The law has to die in Christ so that we can be married to another, a greater, a better, who can renew us and bear fruit through us. This is true. This is true. God is more than a God of second chances. Listen to what he says. For the wickedness of their doings, I will drive them out of my house. Here it is. Here's so much for your unconditional love. And I will love them no more. See, some of you guys never saw that verse. Raise your hand if you never saw that verse in your life. And the reason you never saw it, because you don't listen to me. (laughs) Somebody tell them, haven't I quoted this verse before? Raise your hand if you've heard me quote this verse before, about 10 people. Um, I've, I've taught this many, many times. I've taught it many times. See, it's one thing for you to formulate your own notions about God. It's another thing to read his word explicitly and let his word speak plainly to you. See, in our, in our nation, it's full of postmodern fantasy people, even in the church. 
I debate with them all the time. Even some of my, my, my dear beloved brothers in our church, they love to argue with me. I just don't see it that way. And I go, I get it. You don't see it. You can't argue with a person that doesn't see it. Like there are people who are not going to see this. I don't agree with Pastor Jesse. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with whether or not you're going to believe what the Bible says. I just gave you guys five verses and I can give you more. I'm not going to do it because I want to go on and get through with my message. I'm just letting you know that the notion of an unconditional love is nowhere found in the Bible. In fact, it's militated against. And you cannot understand God in the way he acts with all of these conditionalities and you have some unconditional principle that overrides it. At that point, you have set aside the true God and bought into a false God. And now you got to do hopscotch with the scriptures and pretend you love the Bible, but you're jumping over Deuteronomy and you're jumping over Leviticus and you're jumping over Hosea and you're jumping over Amos because I can take you to Amos now. By the time you're done, you're a fraud. You're pretending you know your Bible. You're pretending you know your Bible. You do not know your Bible. You do not know your Bible. Am I making some sense? You don't know your Bible. You've been, you've been playing church a long time. And I'm sorry, saints, I have not. That's why I labor with you week in and week out. And I'm tedious with trying to help you think correctly and think broadly. All right. Let's go to point number two then. Point, go back to point number one, sub point B. A model of love and obedience. The model of love and obedience is what God said very plainly. He says, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your neighbor as yourself. Is that right? I love that. Point number two. I am the Lord your God. We see that clearly, do we not? Sub points A and B says, this is seen by the revelation of his work. And then it's seen by the revelation of his what? His word. Now, what God is saying in Exodus, Moses repeats in Deuteronomy chapter 4, look at verses 11 through 13. I just want you to hear something that Israel was tautologically taught over and over. And I want you to get it. On that day when God spoke to Israel on Mount Sinai, and according to Exodus 19:1, it was in the third month that they came out of the wilderness. I want you to hear me. Here's what God said. God said, I want to make sure you understand On that day, when you and I communicated, you saw no face. You don't get to tell anyone you saw me. You heard me. Did y'all get that? Faith comes by hearing. It's not by seeing. God was never seen. He was only heard. Israel was told that over and over again, you had a God that came to you in words. See what I'm getting at? Listen to it. And you came near and you stood under the mountain and the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven with dark clouds and thick darkness. God made that thing dark, didn't he? Look at the next verse. And the Lord did what? Spake unto you out of the midst of the fire, just like he did Moses. 
Why? Because he's bringing the children of Israel into the same mediation role that he did with Moses. He started with Moses. All Moses heard was a voice out of the fire in the burning bush. Now Israel is entering into that mediatorial work. They're hearing the voice of God out of the fire. And notice what it says, but you saw no similitude, only you heard a voice. See that? This is true for you and me too. The only thing you and I have ever heard is a voice. We've never seen God's face. We haven't even seen Jesus's face. We walk by faith just like they did. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.